Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. Welcome to a uh, breezy and wet and windy Mount Monganui. Talk Sport team made their way out of Hamilton on Saturday, got it yesterday. Had a very enjoyable evening. And the main reason for that was uh, Neil Manthorpe's turned up. Hello, mate. Hello, John. <laughs> We're sharing an apartment here, aren't we, in uh, Mount Monganui. Harmi uh, and Sam Ellard are situated about 10 minutes away. And we're looking out the window, and it's absolutely teeming it down. Have you, have you seen the sun since you left Cape Town about five days ago? I've only been on Earth for uh, about half that time. It's been a, a very long journey, but I have to say that Mount Monganui, the town, and the high street, which is only a couple of minutes' walk away from us, um, has entered a very special place in my heart. Um, it's very Kiwi, and I absolutely love it. Um, uh, you know, it, ha- it hasn't stopped raining, barely. Uh, we had a lovely run this morning around the base of Mount Monganui. The plan was to go up it, but <laughs> I think we would have been blown off. So we're going to save that for a sunnier day. Yeah, we did, but I'm feeling very, uh, you know, I'm allowing myself to have uh, a few crisps because, yeah, we started the day with a 40-minute run. And, uh, yeah, it is a beautiful... The thing with New Zealand is it's, no matter where you're coming from, it's a long way to go. And I always think to myself, you know, it's got to be something pretty special to make you want to travel for a, t- a day or two. But it, it, it is actually that special, isn't it? It's fantastic. Um, you know, the, the, it, it, as you said, I mean, there's a good reason this country's so green because uh, it rains a lot. Um, but the forecast, I mean, it's been, it, you know, it's, uh, it's been a, a heck of a day. We've had some sideways rain mm. and some strong winds, but apparently it's nothing to what is forecast. Fortunately, though, the forecast also suggests that it's going to clear up, so we will get some, some cricket, and I think it's going to be test venue number 83 or 84 for me. Um, I'm hoping that uh, the ground, which you have seen before and I haven't yet, um, is, uh, is, you know, as as exciting as, as the place is. I mean, exciting might be the wrong word, but it's it got a charm. It's got a real charm all of its own, and there was a massive cruise ship. looked like it probably had about 2,000 tourists on it uh, when we arrived, when I flew in on Saturday. So it's 
I just can't believe I haven't been here before, but it, it really, I mean, it's, I'm told that it's about two and a half drives from Auckland, so the wealthy Aucklanders are, are beginning to, and there's lots of holiday homes. It's just a, a very special spot, and I'm looking forward to getting onto the beach when we see some, sun, some sunshine. Yeah, the surfers were out earlier, weren't they? But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely little place. Um, I, I just imagine what this must, place must be like, A, when it's sunny, and B, during December and January, because the kids have all gone back to school now. So actually, it's, during those months, it, it's going to be absolutely heaving. Uh, England do tour here again next year, so um, you never know, they might be playing in Mount Monganui in December. Uh, look, Manners, we're going to hear from loads of you over the next uh, couple of weeks, but very quickly before we hear from Stuart Broad, you're, you know, you've got it, you've touched down. I mean, you've only just been in this part of the world over uh, the Christmas period following South Africa's, uh, well, pretty disastrous tour of Australia. But, you know, immediate thoughts. I mean, what is it that you're, you're expecting? What is it that comes to mind when you think about this two-test series? There's a, it's a long, long time since I was excited uh, um, about watching a brand of cricket. And, and that's what Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum said that they, they wanted to do. They wanted to make people come to test matches. They wanted to... Um, or it, well, they never used words like rebranding, did they? They just, you know, Brendan McCullum always just said, I want the players to have fun. And Ben Stokes said, um, you know, I want us to be fearless and I, and I want to win. They both said they wanted to put bums on seats. And, you know, what, all that time I was in the air, I was just thinking about watching this new brand of test cricket, watching it live. I've had some experience of it. I mean, I, you know, I was fortunately at Edgebaston for the one-off test match to finish the series against India. So, um, you know, and then the way that uh, they finished South Africa off was pretty incredible as well. And, you know, we had the death of the Queen and the first day of the Oval Test match was washed out and the, the ECB asked South Africa if they would be prepared to add an extra day to make that into a, a three-day or a three day test. And uh, South Africa said no, so England beat them in two. Um, you know, it's, it is thrilling. And, and I, st- I watched the Pakistan tour on television and it was mesmerizing i mean i missed meeting after meeting and appointment after deadlines went by the wayside because i couldn't stop watching it couldn't take my eyes off it and um, and there, it's you see ben stokes has already created a legacy uh, you know it's we talk about the future never mind that the last 10 test matches that england have played have been amongst the greatest in in their history and and i don't say that lightly i mean i, I struggle to say it because it sounds almost too big a statement to make, but I, I, I think they, that, we, that generations well after we're gone um, will, will look back and think, did, did, were they scoring at six and over? Um, you know, just to go to Pakistan and win when England had only won three test matches in Pakistan in 60 years of, of trying to go there and win 3 0 was, was astonishing. And I think that New Zealand will reciprocate. Um, in a really aggressive um, style. So the rain doesn't bother me because I honestly think that both teams will go out there and do everything they possibly can to, to win. And um, that excites me massively. So I just, you know, Mount Munganu is a lovely place. Um, and we've had some fun and I know that uh, we will eventually get up the, the, the mountain itself um, and we'll enjoy the tour. But uh, the cricket is really what excites me most on this occasion. Brilliant stuff. Well, look, as I say, we'll be going to hear from uh, Manners throughout the series. Uh, the Cricket Collective will be uh, dropping into your uh, uh, podcast inbox, if that is even such a thing, on Tuesday. 
Um, but yeah, but for uh, for now, let's uh, change tack slightly. Stuart Broad um, uh, spoke to the press uh, over the weekend, and uh, our very own Sam Ellard sat down to uh, to have a little chat. Stuart, thank you for speaking with TalkSport. It's been a long time. A lot's changed over the last couple of months. Congratulations, you're a, you're a father. How are you, are you finding it? Is it harder than, than being a fast bowler? Um, yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you get less sleep. But um, yeah, it's been an incredible few months. You know, I feel very fortunate and lucky to have been able to be at home for that period of time. Mm. And, um, you know, memories and moments that, you know, will, will stay with me forever and Molly forever. So yeah, it's been... It's been incredible, but uh, also been awesome to get back to work, really, and, and come back within the group. I watched the Pakistan series closely from home, and the guys had a great time and did so well there. I'm just looking to sort of carry on that that momentum and the, the feeling within the group uh, into this New Zealand tour, and um, it, it started off brilliant. It's been one of the best, most enjoyable starts to a tour that I've, I've ever had in my touring times, um, and... Uh, the guys are looking forward to, to the games getting going. Yeah, what was that be like in, in Queenstown? I've spoken to some of the boys, and I think they've uh, just basically played golf all week, didn't you? It sounds, it sounds like you've had a great time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was classed as sort of a get-over-jet-lag five days, <laughs> but that meant get out on the golf course for, for the whole day. So, yeah, I went from not swinging a club since since the birth of Annabella to, really? to finding, my, uh, finding my swing again. So, yeah, it was really good. I think Baz has got a great... Um, mentality for the group uh, and and life really just making sure that uh, memories are a very important thing of of playing for England because you can quite easily let uh, your England career sort of pass you by by thinking about pressure and and results and performances all the time whereas actually we're really fortunate to come to some wonderful places and you know open your eyes and, and enjoy what's there to to be seen yeah and yesterday I spoke to him for the first time I think he used the word fun like five times in in the interview which he said he wants to create an environment as you said about having fun 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 is this the most fun you've ever had in an England team and then as you come towards the end of your career and you're having this much fun do you maybe sort of sometimes look back at different parts of your career and sort of think wow I wish had more fun there or didn't take that as seriously have you sort of has it made you sort of rethink different periods of of your career as you look as you look back uh, not rethink because I I've learned a huge amount from from every single coach I've played under I think there's definitely with with any sort of sports coaching there's different ways and different mantras that you can follow for success you know mm. someone like Anandi Flower um we got to number one in the world through discipline through organization and knowing exactly what our roles were and you know, Andrew Strauss, the captain, wanted everyone to go under three and over, and you had to bat a long time, and all our batters averaged over 40, I think. Um, whereas this environment, I don't think I've ever heard sort of stats or numbers mentioned once. It's all about going on the feel of the game and, and taking the positive option at all times. Um, so I think, you know, different styles do work, and I feel very fortunate that I've seen a lot of different styles. But there's, there's no doubt that um, this has been the most fun environment that I've been a part of and I think that's because that's Baz's almost number one priority because he knows that that test cricket in the world game is under a, a bit of pressure you know it's much easier to go and play a bit of t20 franchise and there's no pressure on you as a player particularly and it's short and um, you're you know you're away for a short period of time but if you can create an environment that 
that's hugely rewarding, like Test cricket is naturally. You know, there's no doubt that any player that's played Test cricket, when you walk off after five days, having won a game, you, you can't replicate that feeling in in, in any cricket. Um, but if you can make the everything around that a ten out of ten in in sense of. Uh, being together as a group and tight and, and enjoying each other's company and, and enjoying um, your experience, uh, then it, it, it really does make Test cricket the pinnacle. Um, first week of this tour, a lot of time outside, having fun in the sun, playing golf. Perhaps the next couple of days, as you move on to Mount Monganui, could be a little bit different. There's a lot of rain forecast for the next, the next couple of days. Um, I mean, some, I've even read a report that they're saying pack for, for three days' worth of, of food and stuff because you might not be able to, to leave wherever you are. Are you good indoors as well, <laughs> keeping busy, and how's that going to sort of affect the, the preparation? Well, to be fair with it, we've been in, we had three days and four days in Mount Morganua training and their facilities are, are fantastic. So uh, they had a, an outdoor net area that's covered fully by a, um, better way to describe it, it's like a marquee that you can put the roof on and off. So uh, I don't know if, how much rain's coming, but if, it, if there's a bit of rain, then we'll be able to train in that. And we've, we've, we've got some great workload in there. Yeah, we're, we're very adaptable. You know, leading up to the first test in Brisbane last year, we, all we did was bowl indoors because of, of the weather. So um, I think now we've got the two-day game uh, in the tank. Uh, we're good to go, really. We're, it, Two days enough for you as yeah. someone who hasn't played test cricket since back end of the summer? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a bit of a mental game, just making sure you're um, mentally uh, ready for the competitive spirit of, of the game and, and focused on what you need to do. So, um, look, I, we can't predict what's, what's coming our way weather-wise, but um, we've got experienced players who, who know what, what the game's about and, um, you know, we're, we're ready to go. Um, feels as if you could probably predict the, the top seven for, for the first test match perhaps maybe who the, the three quicks are was a little bit more up for grabs perhaps all five players have a, a real shot of playing in that first test match is that sort of how you see it that you know as you know yesterday you guys all had a bowl felt like sort of everyone's in with a real shout of depending on the, the conditions of or maybe playing in that first test match yeah I haven't, haven't thought that far ahead really to to selection. I don't know what the, the game plan is, whether everyone's going to get a go on this trip as it's not in the Test Championship mm. and um, I, I'm not sure what the thinking is. Uh, you know, Baz and Stokes have been very consistent with, with selection uh, certainly last summer. That was a huge strength of, of them as a duo. Um, it, it gave everyone uh, sort of a lot of confidence and sort of clear roles really uh, in the summer and you saw that that sort of paid off in in results at the end of the day um, but you know I think this is a this is a tour that you've got guys coming back into the setup that haven't been mm. in it much someone like Dan Lawrence and and Ollie Stone to use as examples that uh, have come into the environment and and realized how exceptional it is really and how much they've enjoyed it so I don't know if the plan will be to to give experience to to guys in in two test matches in New Zealand or or play the best team that they think going forward to to win the game I'm I'm really not sure but um, you know all you can do as a bowler you know that it's unlikely you're going to play every test match in a year just physically and and uh, how that how that structure works and one thing is for sure with what's coming in the summer you need an armory of fast bowlers and and um, we're, we're certainly gathering that and just find a one for me it's been some year hasn't it obviously the test team doing really well you become a father and then also the icing on the cake your beloved Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League and, and, and going okay you must be pretty happy maybe disappointed not going to Wembley but Happy so far with with what you've seen back in the big time? Are you are you enjoying it? Oh, I'm loving every <laughs> second of it. Yeah, it's um, 
I, actually, I look back at 2022 and the, the playoff final was yeah. an incredible experience. And like, what a week that was for me as watching Forest at Wembley and then playing in a test match at Lords. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Um, but then some of the memories we're, we're getting as a city from being in the Premier League. You know, all my teammates at Nottinghamshire, some of them aren't Forest fans, but they're like, how good is it having yeah. Forest in the Premier League? And you know, look, it's a proper atmosphere there, isn't it? It's, it yeah, it's an incredible atmosphere, and, and we're doing we're doing really well. You know, it's um, there was a rocky patch at the start, but Steve Cooper's got got the the trust and the belief of every single fan there, and um, you know, he's he's had a great success at younger age groups within the England setup and has, has shown a lot of qualities um, in, in changing a few things and, and getting together a group of players that uh, has obviously been there's been a lot of signings but they, but they were needed um, but it's been so enjoyable as a as a fan, and I've got a Leeds fan stood next to me actually, who was a bit disappointed with the result on uh, on Monday morning. The best thing happened to Leeds, no? It got, got Marshall sacked, didn't it? So, you know, they're going to stay up now because they, they should be thanking you. You know, there you go, thumbs up from Danny Rubin. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's honestly, I I love, I'm loving every single second. I just I just hope we stay in the Premier League because it's so it's so amazing to think that you know you have Man City, Man United coming. Coming just down the road at the city ground, Next and, weekend, isn't it, city? and yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, to think we made a League Cup semi-final, yeah, mm. we didn't maybe put in the best performances over that that period of time, but um, League Cup semi-final in the Premier League and the England Test team flying, it's going pretty well. Oh, and a newborn. <laughs> is that third on the priority list? No, 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 that's Football, one, that's cricket, one. then the baby. That's yeah. one. That's one. That's one. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Cheers, Stuart. Stuart Broad speaking with Sam Ellard. Uh, Harmy's with me. Harmy. First off, he hasn't given it a thought. Stuart Broad hasn't given it a thought about whether he's going to play in that first test. He's come all the way here from uh, England. You know, he's, he's, he's just given birth. His, well, his wife's just given birth. Or his partner's just given birth. He hasn't even thought about whether he's going to play. Have you ever had a thought about whether Stuart Broad will play? No, I think he's telling porcupines as our Stuart. I think he's been changing up. He's thinking about this very moment. Um, and I mean that in a nice way. I think he's been thinking about this moment for quite a while because I think... He must have, and knowing Stuart as I do, he is the most positive person about himself, and I mean that in the, the best way possible, because he gets every ounce of his ability out of him, and he, he understands the game, and he gets how the game needs to be played, and gets the best out of him in that way. I think even the even the most positive Stuart Broad must have been sitting at home on maternity leave, parental leave, and thinking... I might not get my place back here for quite a while because Ollie Robinson was absolutely fantastic in Pakistan. Jimmy Anderson was Jimmy Anderson. Mark Wood was the difference that this bowling attack needs. And I think Stuart might have been thinking, Ooh, I wonder when my next game for England would be. I don't think for one minute he thought he would be finished. No, I'm not saying that in that context. I'm just thinking he might have been thinking, I'm going to have to work hard here. I might not play until the summer. I might have to get a few wickets for knots to force me way back into the side. Um, but here he is. He's presented with Mount Monganui, pink ball, under lights, an absolute hurricane on its way. So we are looking at conditions which is going to suit both Stuart and Jimmy, all, all three of them, Stuart, Jimmy and Ollie. Um, and I think he's going to get a game in this first test match. So uh, to say he wasn't thinking about it, I, I decide, I think he's telling Porky's is our Stuart. There's this great little scene in one of the Simpsons episodes from about 20 years ago when Lisa Simpson turns to Homer Simpson and says, says Dad, do you know that in Japan, Japan they have the same word for crisis as they do opportunity? 
And Homer says, yes, Christatunity. <laughs> but the fact is, go back however many months and Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson are t- saying, you know, they might not play test cricket again because they're so, you know, affronted by the fact that they weren't brought to the West Indies. And now Stuart Broad is quoted widely as saying that if it wasn't for being dropped in the West Indies, they wouldn't have a test career. So it, it is funny, isn't it? You just never know. Absolutely. You, you, you never know how your, you know, your cards are dealt and the hand that you've got. It's, we talked on a podcast yesterday, two days ago, about what Ashley Giles, Chris Silverwood, ECB had to go through, Joe Root had to go through, through that Ashes, Sri Lanka, India, um, West Indies series. And then literally within, within it, nine months, you know, the, the sky is blue, the grass is green, everything's rosy. Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes have took England, arguably to one of the best, to the point of being one of the best sides in the world and changing the, 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 the whole face of Test Match cricket. So things do change very, very quickly. Um, and the opportunity for, for Stuart Broad, and the one thing he's very, very good at, is seizing an opportunity. Because how many times has he been cast aside? How many times has he been written off? And how many times has he gone into the media, said, I'm going to do this, said, I'm going to do that. And a lot of people criticize him for it. And he's gone and done it. And it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of Mount Monganui, if England win, Stuart Broad has played a, a very, very pivotal part in how England win this test match. Tell you what, we were talking earlier, weren't we? And we were all quite sure that Jack Leach was going to play in this test match. And you may mention of the fact that uh, suddenly, you know, it's all blue skies. It's not blue skies here. I'm not sure if the microphone's picking up the sound of the wind that's battering the coast. Uh, real serious uh, scenes in the Northlands, which is north of Auckland. Auckland's getting it at the moment. Uh, we're not getting it quite so bad here in the Bay of Plenty in Tauranga. But the next couple of days could be something quite different. You know, if the game is... Uh, delayed you know, or, or truncated, you know, pushed back to start. Maybe it starts on day two. Actually, and the conditions are still like this. Actually, could you see Jack Leach missing out? I could. Um, I could see Jack Leach missing out. I think the way Ben picks his sides and he's loyal with his sides, I think it's going to take a lot for him to leave Jack Leach out. Um, but I think if you do go the way the weather forecast is and actually... The forecast for the first couple of days isn't the greatest either. I'm, you know, they're going on a storm at the minute. I'm from, I'm from Ashton. I play golf at Newbegin, and this is just a nice summer's day at this minute. And therefore, you know, we'd have people on the tee box now going out at Newbegin in this. And you know, it's. But I think with the amount of water that's about to hit the North Island of of New Zealand, and if we do lose day one, and we've got to remember, if we lose day one. We play. We've got we've got floodlights, so we play ninety eight overs for four days. If that happens, we haven't lost a great deal of cricket. Um, and even if we lose two days, England will still feel as though they've got a chance of winning the game because that's what Ben and, and Brendan do. But it wouldn't surprise me if we do get into the second day, and if we have lost a lot of time, if the toss does happen on the second day, then it wouldn't surprise me if Jack Leach is omitted from his side for possibly one of Potts or. Um, pots or stone I look at the, what potentially they could do potentially could bolster the baton and play jacks if they, if they think we're not really going to need a spinner but if we're if we're going to go for a spinner we'll go for the off spinner who you know, holds his own but gives us an, a depth of our baton and Ben going 
what he sometimes has done if he gets the toss um, and 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 makes a, a bold decision um, where he feels as though probably the best thing for we can do in this game is to bat once in the game. So however he thinks the situation is in the surface or in the conditions from the forecast point of view, what whatever decision it is, whether he thinks actually it's best to bat first on here because there's a little bit of rain around in the next few days, this is going to be the best day to bat on. Can we get a big enough score and can we bowl twice? Or whether he does the conventional way, which would be to win the toss, bowl first, bowl them out, bat once. And that's where maybe Will Jacks might come into number seven. Folks go to m- number eight and then say, right, we've got three seamers, Ben bowl himself. But there's a, obviously there's a worry about his fitness. Four seamers and a part-time spinner with also Joe Root pack the baton and say, right, we're only going to bat once in this game and that's how we're going to win because of, you know, because we're going to be too short of time. Good stuff, Harmy. Well, I made mention of the weather um, and you heard from Sam Ellard earlier. There is, uh, we're, we're situated slap bang in the middle of Mount Monganui, uh, myself and tell you what, me and Neil Manthorpe, our sense of direction is truly appalling. You guys don't know this actually, but we managed to... We ran all the way to the mount, which, if you haven't seen it, is essentially, as it sounds, it's like a, it's a big hill. And the intention was to run up the hill. And our sense of direction is so bad, we failed to do that. We ran round the hill. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there you go. Um, but we do have a rugby ground, I think it is, just uh, a few metres, just over the road from where we are. So I've sent Sam Ellard out to do a quick... Uh, a quick pitch report from uh, from the middle of uh, the rugby field. So let's let's hear how he got on. Yeah, thank you very much, John, for giving me this wonderful responsibility. Two months ago, I was at a World Cup final in Qatar. Now I'm stood on a damp rugby pitch in the wind. Um, it is probably as you would imagine it. People here in New Zealand, it's basically like being in London, but even more windy. It is incredibly bleak, incredibly windy. The skies are grey. The grass is wet. It's currently spitting. We did have a much, much, much heavier rain early this morning. But this is not good at all. It's absolutely freezing. And I've only packed one jumper. It's not fair and not right that we left England in the freezing cold in February. We've come here for a test series. And somehow it seems worse than being in England. Not fair. Not cool. John, I'm coming back inside. Put the kettle on, mate. It's absolutely freezing. And by the way, where on earth is Andrew McKenna when you need him? Because he does this sort of stuff much better than me. But the news people from a rugby pitch in Mount Munganui, it's cold, it's wet, it's windy. And as I look up to the skies, goodness me, it is incredibly grey. Somehow I think people back in England have got nicer conditions than what we have here in New Zealand. I never thought I would be saying that. Put the kettle on, Harmy. So there you go. It's windy. Right, uh, we've got uh, a little uh, bonus interview now. We have enjoyed very much listening to TalkSport 2's coverage of the SEN feed from uh, Nagpur. The first test match between India and Australia went the way of India in less than two and a half days of action, or just over two and a half days uh, of action. Uh, it was brilliant, uh, brilliant coverage uh, from the team out there, led by Adam Collins. We, on the other hand, was listening to that, also uh, took the opportunity to uh, duck out last night early. We could have stayed out for another couple of glasses of uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Instead, we came back to uh, essentially enjoy watching Australia 
capitulate, bowled out for uh, 91, I think it was, 92 possibly, losing big time. And, uh, and yeah, they've got a few problems. Always good. Anyway, uh, TalkSport 2's John Jackson is actually in India right now uh, following the Formula E circuit and the former uh, opening bat for India. Shikha was there and John caught up with him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, I'm here in Hyderabad at the E-Pri, the first ever E-Pri with Formula E here in India, uh, joined by the captain of the Punjab Kings, Shikadawan. Uh, you must be excited to be here. It's a, it's a very special occasion. Yes, absolutely. I'm very, very excited over here. This is my first time uh, coming for the race thing. And uh, of course, uh, it's a great moment for me and as well as for India to you know, do it for the first time over here. And uh, Formula E race, uh, I'm sure it's going to be great success over here. Yeah, we're very much looking forward to it. Have you had a chance to maybe have a look around the garages? Have you been in one of the cars? Yeah, I just went downstairs to visit a garage and I met uh, the driver over here, over there as well. And I was interacting with him, uh, trying to know his mindset and about his toys. And it was lovely to uh, speak to him. And yes, looking forward for a great event this afternoon. Now, as a, an elite sports person yourself, you must see, you know, similarities between you and a racing driver. It's all, you know, physical, but also mental. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, as I uh, know about uh, drivers that they have to be really fit, they lose a lot of uh, weight while driving and it's so much of uh, lots of G-force out there. And uh, yet, but at the same time, as a top athlete, uh, you need to have be, you know, physically fit and mentally really, really strong. So I'm sure, uh, you know, that's what I was trying to get into the driver's mind, like what's his mindset and all that stuff. And it was good to interact with them. And absolutely, you have to be... A, Top notch in both the aspects. You do, and obviously we know that 
the Indians love their cricket. Uh, so hopefully maybe motorsport can, uh, can get a little bit of the action as well. But speaking of cricket, India doing very well against Australia at the moment. We're broadcasting it back home in the UK on TalkSport 2. And it looks like, you know, they've got the measure of Australia. Yes, absolutely. India is quite a strong team uh, at home turf and uh, they're, they're in a very dominating position. And I'm sure they're going to do really well uh, in the series. And I, our captain scored a great century. So big congratulations to him. He's leading from the front and all the, the boys doing really well. And I'm sure that we're going to dominate this series. And it's always good to... And dominate against Australians and figure yeah. <laughs> We've got to wait a little while till we see England come and play tests. That'll be next year. Have you seen much of England's test team at the moment under Brendan McCullum? It's it's attacking. It's different. Oh yeah, but they've been playing totally different cricket, and uh, you can see the shift in England's cricket after Brendan McCullum became their uh, test cricket coach. And uh, and good, you know they uh, they raising the bars, which is very very good, and uh, it will be good to see. Uh, one single is going to come over here and how they play on a turning track as well. So that's going to be fun to watch. It will, will. And obviously with the IPL coming up, Punjab Kings, you're the captain. You've got Liam Livingston back, great English player, but also the most expensive ever player in the IPL, Sam Curran. You must be looking forward to playing alongside him. Absolutely. They both are top gun players and they won, they won the World Cup. Uh, Sam Curran uh, is a great asset for our team, not just for our, for you know any team in the world. And, uh, and uh, really looking forward to... Play with them, play with them, and I'm sure that we we will do really good this season and gonna go all in. Shikadar went speaking with John Jackson, uh, who is uh, covering the Formula E uh, tournament for Talk Sport. Uh, Harmy, we enjoyed that, didn't we? Sitting back and watching a succession of Aussie wickets, um, and they look like they're in a bit of a bit of trouble. They're going to do well to turn that one around. Although I suppose we should remember that when India were in Australia last, they were bowled out for 36. And uh, despite having to uh, go through a cast list of thousands, they actually came away with a series win. But, yeah, that's a big ask for Australia from here. Yeah, it was puzzling some of the selection that um, Australia went with. No Travis Head, probably one of their best batsmen over the course of the last 12 months. Um, I think their seamers were pretty much threadbare. Mitchell Stark was in the same Sydney airport as, as Neil Manthorpe on his way to India before the obviously hopefully he's going to play in the second test from an Australia point of view um, no Josh Hazelwood you look at the group and you think probably six five or six out of that team that's played against India won't be played in the Ashes when it comes round so is there any hang up because you, you've got to think from an England point of view is there any hang up from that well the hang up from that is their captain is getting their captain is getting flogged which I think is the biggest plus if anything and I mean this in every respect from a, a supporter's point of view, um, an English supporter's point of view. It looks as though Pat Cummins is going to have to do a lot of work for in, for Australia in, in India. And that before the Ashes could be quite telling um, because I think he could be the difference between England winning and losing the Ashes because if Cummins comes fresh and refreshed and full of confidence, the bowler is a, a potent weapon for, for Australia. Um, watching them yesterday, they looked a bit rabbit in the headlights. They picked players who were was, was supposed to be you know, better players of spin than the likes of Travis Head in Hanscom and, and Renshaw, and they looked all at sea. Um, a couple of decisions didn't go their way, but when you look at it, you missed a trick. They, they won the toss. You win the toss, you can't, you can't fluff your lines. You know, England, when England were over there, when England won the toss, 
Joe Root got a big hundred. England won the game. After that, if you don't win, if you don't make it count, first innings in India, you've got no chance. And um, one seven seven, I think it was, just not enough. If you get two eighty, you've got more of a chance because I don't think the Indian batting unit is as strong as what you know, what it used to be. I think you can get at India, and I think that's something that England will be looking at in January, February when they go over there. That it's, I don't think it's the strongest batting unit from an Indian point of view. But if you don't go in and be proactive on these surfaces in India when you've got the bat in your hand, then you are just basically, yeah, you're there, you're, you're cannon fodder for uh, yeah, Jadeja and Aksar Patel. And I think that's where England will be good. That's where England will be different. The way Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum want to play, that's a different way of playing to put the ball back in the Indian bowler's court where yesterday, watching over the last few days, I didn't see any of that from, from the Australian side and losing early wickets to Seamers. Um, it was, from an English point of view, it was nice to see. Um, and they've got some, I think they've got some selection dilemmas because did they try and be too cute and too clever in that first test match? They might just have to go back to what has been good for them and tried and tested. And that is back to basics. It wouldn't surprise me if Stark comes back straight into the side. Head's got a player. Um, but uh, all in all, watching three days that Australia played against India, they, they looked as though they were a long, long way from where the Indian cricket team is at right now. Well, the second test will be uh, broadcast live and exclusive in the UK on TalkSport 2. Uh, that gets underway on February the 17th, the day after the first test between New Zealand and England. So we've got loads of cricket uh, coming your way on TalkSport 2. Uh, pleased to say that uh, England women also got off to a winning start in the Women's World T20. Uh, Georgie Heath uh, reporting on that throughout uh, the day on Talk Sport. She'll be back for the second match as well. So, uh, loads going on. Um, uh, but that brings us to the end of the podcast today. We'll be back for another show on Monday. Going to have some exclusive uh, England uh, player audio for you. Uh, Ollie Robinson uh, will be speaking as well as another England player. Um, and yeah, we're just going to have to batten down the hatches a little bit because uh, Cyclone Gabrielle has reached landfall and she ain't going anywhere for a couple of days. So it's going to get a little bit windy here. But uh, for now, thanks for listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.